Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I went to bed before we got to uh, the actual end of game six there. What did I miss, Danny G? Uh, Now we've got, did Houston basically, so when I went to bed, Houston was up, I feel like, eight or nine points in the third quarter, and it sounds like they basically just choked this game away. Well, CP3, he was money in the fourth quarter. He's repping for all of us veterans. He had a couple of big-time shots at the end of the game, including two go-ahead free throws. But the big play in the game was Russell Westbrook. He had a couple of turnovers in the final 90 seconds, including a a badly missed air ball shot. But the big turnover was he was trying to kick out to uh, Covington. I think there was like eight seconds left, and he threw the ball out of bounds. It was a combination of them choking it away a little bit with Westbrook's play there at the end. But Chris Paul, man, you can't say enough about the type of season he's had. I don't think there's any doubt that Chris Paul wants to uh, wants to send the Rockets the message that they choked it away uh, by sending him away for Russell Westbrook effectively. And for Westbrook, he's 0-3 in the first round since Kevin Durant left, if I'm not mistaken, and went to the Golden State Warriors. So he still has not been able to get into the second round. And I know he missed the first, uh, what was it, four games in this series. Uh, before he came back and they won game five fairly comfortably now choked away game six and we've got two game sevens although I really don't think this matters at all uh, in the Western Conference because I think most people out there listening would also be very surprised if it's not going to be Lakers Clippers in the NBA Western Conference finals regardless of whether 
the Houston Rockets advance and regardless of who advances between uh, the Jazz and the Nuggets who are playing tonight in Game 7. By the way, before we go to this, I'll bring in the crew to talk about uh, this for a moment. But, Eddie, what's going on in the uh, NHL playoffs? It, uh, is it general consensus that it's been a pretty boring first couple of rounds in terms of usually you get all sorts of wacky outcomes, lots of game sevens and whatnot. And and by and large, we really haven't seen this as we get close. I mean, I think we're close to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, right? Yeah, pretty close. I, I wouldn't say that we would have we've had boring games. We've had good games, but we've had boring series as far as Overall them not results. being competitive. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of game sixes or any. We have no game sevens yet. Uh, and we have seen, as I mentioned in the update, the uh, Boston Bruins, who had the, the most points in the regular season, uh, they're out. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Lightning look great. So, And so did Vegas, by the way. Vegas Golden Knights are looking really good as well. But some good individual games, but unfortunately the series have not gone as long as a lot of us would like. Yeah, no doubt. And so we got two game sevens in uh, in the Western Conference. Does anybody think that it matters who wins I understand it matters if you're a Thunder fan if you're a Rockets fan if you're a Nuggets or you're a Jazz fan you want your team to advance but does anyone I'll go around the horn does anyone think it matters in terms of in the Western Conference forestalling what feels like an inevitable game between the Lakers and the Clippers I'll start with you Danny G does it matter the Rockets are obviously a streaky three-point shooting team and a good three-point shooting team and that small ball they play could probably pose more of a threat to the Lakers than OKC and, and, and that played out with the record in the regular season. But man, there was a lot of disrespect to the Thunder because there was talk yesterday on sports radio and TV shows saying, what do you think? Can the Rockets upset the Lakers? People were talking as if the Rockets had already moved on. So that gave the Thunder a little extra juice going into that game six. Uh, what about you, Dub? Does it matter? No, I think it would have mattered if the Rockets were able to close this series out a couple games ago as well as the Jazz. But now both these teams, or whoever wins these two series, they're both going to be coming off seven-game series. The Lakers and Clippers are going to be pretty well rested. And we saw how big a factor that could be also last night with Miami coming off the sweep, had their legs, and the Bucks coming off a of one-day's rest. I know they took care of the Magic and – in five games, but the Miami was a little bit more uh, well-rested, and they looked like the much better team uh, yesterday uh, evening. Does it matter, Eddie Garcia, to the extent that you're paying attention to this at all? I know you've watched every game in the uh, in the hockey playoffs so far. Have you watched the NBA at all? Uh, it, it, no. Bits and, bits and pieces. Uh, no, I'm not sitting down watching an entire game, that's for Will sure. you watch it at all, like in the, if the Lakers, Lakers and Clippers, the Clippers? absolutely. Yes, I will be. And, and mostly because there's a lot of drama involving uh, another yeah. show that I'm on before uh, us. Yes. So you'll but watch I, it that series, matter. but that's it? Probably, yeah. It, it doesn't matter. No, this doesn't matter. What about you, Roberto? Any reason why these outcomes matter at all, or is it basically just forestalling the inevitable until the Lakers and the Clippers get here? Yeah, it doesn't matter. And let's also say, uh, I mentioned that they're not true Game 7s, right? Because they're in the bubble. There's no, no home court advantage yeah. whatsoever. It doesn't matter. And uh, credit to Chris Paul and uh, Danilo Gallinari, though. These are two guys that are always injured, and they're like never really a factor because they're always injured. But these two guys being healthy has made it a series, and I think they might have they have a chance to 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 pull it out because because Harden and uh, West, especially Westbrook, he's just 
He just chokes all the time. The Thunder are a little bit like, I don't think there's any doubt at all, the island of misfit toys when you look at the way that that team has been assembled. And then to have the success that they have, I think is is a pretty positive result overall. Uh, All right, when we come back, I'll open up the phone lines. Uh, Again, I'll get to your calls, 877-996-6369. You can weigh in on that situation surrounding the Big Ten, the fact that I think there potentially is going to be some drama playing out today and the pressure may get ratcheted up. Uh, We'll talk about, I I don't know the latest on whether or not we have actually ended up with our, uh, our, our cutouts. Do we have any update on this at the, uh, at, at the Dodger stadium? Are they there? I'll give you a professional radio tease. We'll talk about it on the other side. All right, there we go. Uh, if you don't know, I have bought cutouts, cardboard cutouts for me, Danny G, and Roberto. Thank you, Clay. Inside, yeah, you're welcome. Inside <laughs> of Dodger Stadium. This has been an ongoing question of what happened to our cutouts, and uh, it's spiraled into television as well as I've been ridiculed because our cutouts aren't officially in Dodger Stadium yet. Are we there now? This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be We are discussing many uh, different issues across the landscape of sports, including the Big Ten. I think things could change later today as pressure continues to get ratcheted up. I think the storyline in the Big Ten is not over. We'll see what exactly ends up happening now that we know it was an 11-3 vote to cancel the college football season with only Iowa, Nebraska, and also with Ohio State as the uh, as the takeaways there who were saying, hey, we need to play. And so we will continue to, uh, to follow this to see what exactly the fallout is. We've got two game sevens, one of which is tonight uh, in the NBA, the Jazz playing against uh, the Denver Nuggets. We'll see what happens in that game seven. They are playing for the right to move on and take the L.A. Clippers. Uh, And we now have another Game 7 that will be played tomorrow between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Houston Rockets with the winner of that series taking on the Lakers. That is uh, the latest right now as we have the Eastern Conference moving underway. Uh, A win from the the Bucs. Sorry, a loss from the Bucs. Again, a Game 1 loss from the Bucs with the Heat taking control early in that series, up one nothing, Lots to get to, much to discuss, but I teased it uh, last segment. We haven't discussed it yet. With Major League Baseball hitting the trade deadline, what is the latest on the very important question about our charity cardboard cutouts in Dodger Stadium? Danny G, what's the latest? Yeah, making home field homelier. Fingers crossed, Clay. I'm expecting confirmation with a picture of where our cutouts are actually located in Dodger Stadium before the team arrives at the stadium. So as soon as I get word, I will forward it on to you and Roberto. 
All right, that is uh, that is fantastic news. All right, so that's the update on the cardboard cutouts for all of you waiting there with bated breath. You'll be able to see the three of us pretty easily in Dodger Stadium. Now, one other thing I want to hit on, um, and I do think it's important, I can't believe how quickly this Jacob Blake story has disappeared considering that it shut down sports before we had all the facts. And now that the facts are in, I want to hit this and see what the crew thinks. So in the Jacob Blake situation, what initially happened in Kenosha was you had a 15 or 20 second video that was shared of a police shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin. And everybody uh, reacts to that 15 or 20 second video NBA players refuse to play. Many Major League Baseball players refuse to play. NHL shuts down for two days. Also, the MLS does. The WNBA actually shuts down as well. I don't know if they're back or not. I never knew that they were playing, to be honest, like most of you. But the WNBA players actually come out wearing T-shirts with Jacob Blake's name spelled out. Okay? Subsequent to all of this, More details come out about this case. In particular, the woman, the reason why police were there in the first place, a woman called 911 and asked for police protection because Jacob Blake felony sexually assaulted her and was violating a trespass order And so she was asking for police to come protect her from him. That's why they showed up, allegedly, according to all of the 911 calls and the data there, because far from being terrified of police, which is what LeBron James said, a black woman in Kenosha, Wisconsin, called police seeking for them to come protect her and her family from Jacob Blake. Police show up knowing that this guy has a felony sexual assault arrest warrant out for him and that he has shown up at this woman's house. They then attempt to subdue him. They shoot him with a taser. The taser doesn't work. They wrestle with him. He shoves off police, resists arrest, refuses to comply to their orders to stop, walks around his car, opens the door, and either reaches or takes possession of of a knife, and at that point, he is shot. All of that changes things in a big way, and honestly, to me, it makes it embarrassing that the pro sports leagues shut down. The WNBA wrote a man's name on the front of their t-shirts and posed for a photo of a guy who's wanted for felony sexual assault of a woman that is around the same age as those WNBA players. I guess Me Too doesn't exist anymore if now Major League Sports are shutting down, pro sports are shutting down over a situation like this the story has completely vanished yesterday we talked about this a bit I bet OutKick is the only place that is even going to mention these details going forward I guarantee you almost 
I bet there won't be a single mention on any other national radio program about Jacob Blake or the fact that he was wanted for felony sexual assault or that the woman who called seeking police help, far from being terrified of police, she was calling seeking their assistance. Danny G, why do you think, given how big of a story this was, NBA shuts down, Major League Baseball, many of the teams don't play, MLS shuts down, and also the NHL shuts down. The NHL got bullied into shutting down by people on social media, yet as soon as all these facts come out, everybody in the blue checkmark brigade, everybody in sports media, all these different websites that had featured stories about Jacob Blake and sharing all these athlete opinions and everything else, it just vanishes. It feels eerily similar to what happened with Michael Bennett. If you remember when Michael Bennett alleged that he had been uh, racially discriminated against and then all the videos from the Las Vegas police came out essentially proving that it didn't happen, the story just disappeared. Same thing happened with LeBron James and the racist graffiti on his, uh, on his gate. As soon as the LA Police Department declines to announce that there was any sort of crime that happened or even any evidence of a crime, the story just disappears. Same thing seems to be happening in the world of sports with Jacob Blake. Is that very fair to listeners? Is that very fair to an audience that as soon as your preferred narrative disappears, oh my God, this story isn't talked about anymore. And it looks like we have yet another example of everybody rushing to a result before all the evidence is in. Now, you can still believe that he may not needed this police officer to have fired his weapon that many times, and there still could be an investigation as to whether charges could come there, but that is a much different story than what we were initially led to believe. I want to give everybody a chance to weigh in here uh, because we didn't have an open forum discussion because we had Jason Whitlock on yesterday and he and I discussed it. Are you surprised that this story basically vanished uh, given as more details emerged, Danny G? Well, we had an open and honest conversation about this last week um, and emotions was a big part of the conversation because obviously... There was a lot of reaction before all the facts came in, but the sticking point and what I've still heard and seen on the internet and on radio and TV is what you just mentioned about the seven shots and was that excessive. And, and last week I read a text from my friend who is a sergeant here at the LAPD uh, about how they're trained in a situation like that. You're right. That is going to be up to the justice system. But why so many people have gotten mad and and where even some family members have argued in some group chats and text messages that have gone back and forth over the past week is that police officers usually get the benefit of the doubt, which I'm not saying is wrong, but there have been some judges and some instances where it looked like police were in the wrong, but they were let walk. And obviously this dates all the way back to the early riots here early for us in our generation and the riots here in L.A., and, and so you just get this big mess with arguments back and forth. It, but don't and then you, you think you start the media about- has an obligation to share all of the stories? Like we saw a 15 or 20 second story. Yeah. Like ESPN has, I bet they had 25 stories about 
Jacob Blake and the response and athlete opinions and all the different uh, decisions that were made. When the 911 call is out, when uh, additional videos are out and they show an entirely different story, heck, when you find out that the reason why police were there was because this woman called 911 because this guy showed up who had felony sexually assaulted her, it's hard to believe that he is some innocent party who had done nothing wrong, which was what was said from the moment this story actually began. I mean, the argument has been, no matter his past or what he was in trouble for, was it necessary for seven shots in his back? You know, and and then gets into this whole defund the police thing, which we've talked about on the show. And my thought on that is it should be like Top Gun, the best of the best. I would actually put more money into the police force, not take it away. My thinking being... I would almost want it to be like all Navy SEALs, you know, not guys who got bullied in high school or were doing the bullying or, you know, some of the bad cops that we've heard stories about or seen videos on, but guys where they go all the way back and, and test their, their metal, their character and make sure that they yeah, are trained I understand. to the team. I, I like that idea in general. There aren't enough people who are Navy SEAL like, I mean, that's, you, you don't, you don't think that no. if we put more money into the forces that we would get the best. No, I don't. Not for the numbers that you need. I mean, we have tons of people. If we gave the police force more money, I think it would attract what we need because the police are underpaid. Like my friend, when there were the the protests, the initial protests going on here after the George Floyd situation in L.A., he was working 18 hour shifts. They canceled all vacation and all personal time. And dude was like on his last breath. He was so tired. And he texted me that he was thinking about turning his badge in. And it upset me because he's one of the really, really good cops. Well, that's the problem that you're going to have is that many cops out there are going to move on to other jobs. But the challenge is we, we know already data reflects. This isn't in any way complex. The more police officers there are on the streets the lower the overall crime rate there is, period. This is not in any way debatable. And so, and by the way, this whole defund the police thing is not even supported by anybody. I was reading in the Wall Street Journal recently and only 20% of black people in any inner city neighborhoods want to defund the police because they call the police too. And so this idea of taking the numbers of police off the streets and it's somehow going to make neighborhoods safer is frankly total insanity. And so I just think if you want to make the streets safer, the way to make the streets safer is to have more police officers. And we already know this. Like in all of the cities where the defund the police arguments have occurred, the murder rate has skyrocketed since protests began. So, you, you know, all these people, all these athletes walk around and they say like, hey, Black Lives Matter, it's so important, you got it written on the basketball court. Black lives, more of them have been lost since the protests began than would have been lost if there had never been a protest in the first place. So if that is the result, and it indisputably is, you have to ask yourself, are we actually making things worse? Everybody's like, oh, athletes should use their platforms. I think athletes are making things worse. Because I think they're increasing the overall tension 
between police and people that police are trying to uh, trying to police, right? Suspects. And on a larger scale, what I think here should be happening if people really want to make things better is the idea that you should ever resist arrest from police is lunacy. Athletes and everybody else out there, this is what I said on the show yesterday, if a police officer is trying to arrest you, if you feel like you are being un- uh, arrested unjustly, you're not going to win that argument. You have to stop fighting. Like in every one of these situations, almost, without fail, if someone had just said, okay, I'm not going to fight with you, there would have been no death. Almost across the board. No shooting, no injuries, if you have a felony a warrant for your arrest out, if Jacob Blake had just allowed himself to be arrested, heck, if he just hadn't gone to this woman's house, he would have never gotten shot. So we focus on the end result. We don't focus on how did you get there. And I just can't believe that this story vanishes in general as soon as the fuller picture is revealed. Dub, are you surprised that this story just basically disappears? I mean, I'm not necessarily surprised because you laid out some other examples of you know the similar Bennett, situations. The LeBron exactly. James, yes. But I don't understand. Everyone focuses on the 22nd video that we all saw. But the, now with all the information that's come out, it seems like this is a story that is most likely years you know, in the making with all the things that are involved uh, with Jacob Blake and uh, this woman. So it's like we take 20 seconds and that's the only 20 seconds we see. And we, and we But in reality, there are months, if not years, behind this story that no one focuses on. And then once those details come out, it's total silence. Yeah, it is pretty wacky though, to me the way the stories go and that basically nobody's ever going to talk about the larger story. What about you, Eddie? Are you surprised it just vanishes? This is a pretty big deal. Sports leagues shut down over something that had nothing to do at all with sports. Total precedent being set that if athletes get upset by viral videos, they don't work. I mean, it's lunacy to me. Are you surprised this story just basically, other than a show like OutKick, disappears? Well, if if you don't mind, I would like to comment on the idea of jumping to conclusions. And you probably don't know this because you don't live here, but... We had a shooting here yesterday in Los Angeles that's just now getting in the news. Sheriff's deputies in L.A. shot and killed a black man, 29 years old, in South Central Los Angeles. And as soon as the, the news reported on it and word got out, uh, Black Lives Matters L.A. sent out a tweet, everyone get down to the scene of the shooting and start to protest. They don't know any details on the shooting. They're still investigating it. They're on the scene investigating it, and yet they're immediately out there protesting, even though they have no clue what the details are on this. So that this is indicative of how this is going, where you all you know is a black man was killed by police, and no matter what the details are, immediately your first reaction is to protest and get down there and make a demonstration. So... It's happening here in L.A. I have no idea if this is going to be a big story. I have no idea if the NBA is going to shut down because of this. We, I mean, who knows how this is going to go, but it's just the reaction I've seen here in Los Angeles in the last few hours 
is to me what the NBA did over the the shooting of Jacob. Blake. I don't know anything about that story, so I can't speak to it. But the precedent that was set of hey, when something that has nothing to do with our job happens externally that makes us upset, there's always going to be a viral video somewhere that is capable of making someone upset. And the idea of we don't go to work because of it is crazy. I can't believe nobody else even hardly in the the entire world of sports media talked about this. There's always going to be another viral video that can upset people. So this is just, to me, pure insanity that anyone would have decided, hey, I'm not going to do my job because of some 15 or 20 second video that I saw. And to your point, Eddie, we don't know anything. I mean, it's the first time I've heard anything about that at all. But the fact that your first reaction is start protesting before you even know any of the basic facts involved, I think just goes to show how political this situation is in general. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. John Morosi joins us now. He's our Major League Baseball insider. Uh, John, anything, first of all, thanks for getting up early with us. Anything uh, interesting or unique that changed your view of what's likely to happen in the Major League Baseball season based on uh, what you have seen happen so far at the trade deadline? That was a long way of asking basically what happened at the trade deadline. (laughs) morning clay uh, happy day after the deadline here in mlb and by the way the, the playoffs begin in less than four weeks less than four weeks it's incredible to say that uh, I, I think that the padres certainly yesterday getting mike clevenger being so active basically turning over a third of their roster in a span of about 48 hours was certainly notable and and probably closed the gap with the Dodgers. I still think the Dodgers are the best team in the NL, the best team in MLB, uh, but the Padres are now part of that conversation of the top three or four teams in the game. So I would say that's notable and, and somewhat surprising to see the Padres be that active in the last week or so. And then on the American League side, the Yankees didn't make a deal. And that surprised me, Clay. They're in second place right now. And uh, you look at the AL, and I would say I've been lucky to cover baseball for a decade and a half now, and I can't recall a time when the AL has been this wide open. The Red Sox are rebuilding. The Astros have had some injuries, and they're not really themselves right now. And the Yankees are in the bottom half of what is now an 18 playoff picture. So it's wide open. The Rays have the best record in the AL. The Athletics are up there as well. It's going to be a very unpredictable ride to the finish I believe in the AL especially so I I keep asking this but I do think people don't really have a clue including me the postseason is going to be so much different than anything we have seen before first of all we don't really know where it's going to be played what it's going to look like but let's take a step back my understanding is you correct me if I'm wrong eight teams from each AL and NL are going to be in the playoffs which is the most there's ever been so over half of the teams will advance it'll be a little bit like the NBA Uh, and then when those teams advance what will the first round look like best of five in the first round so actually Clay the first round will be best of three and the way they'll, they'll seed the teams, of course, we still have the three divisions in each league. So the three division champs will be one, two, three. Yep. Then the three second-place teams will be ranked uh, to be four, five, six. And then the last two remaining clubs 
with the next best records will be the seven and eight seeds, and then they'll they'll play it out. So one eight, two seven, etc. Um, and we don't know where the games will be played yet. It's it's still obviously up for discussion. I I do think there is a very strong likelihood that at some point in time in October that baseball will have a bubble. It's just a question of do they do it before the first round, the best of three, or after. But it's, it, to me, it's, it's likely to happen. It just seems logical. We've seen the success of the NBA and the NHL in that regard. So it's going to be interesting. And, and I think one of the uh, – a couple things on the NL side. Uh, in the National League right now, if the postseason began today, you would have one team making it exactly at 500 – and one team making it below 500, which, of course, in baseball almost never happens. And, and almost every team in the NL, with the exception of the Pirates, is within three and a half games of a playoff spot. So effectively, everybody is still contending in the NL except Pittsburgh. And so it's really created a, a very interesting set of dynamics, certainly yesterday at the trade deadline for GMs to make decisions. But I think overall, I, I, I actually like it, Clay. I, I, there are part, parts of me are, are a traditionalist in terms of the way the game is played, but I, I really love this, this new uh, format. It's, it's had a, little, a lot of excitement all around the game. So I think overall, uh, in this very difficult year, baseball has made some nice innovations that have added excitement for fans. All right, so you, I, I didn't know all these details, and I bet a lot of our listeners didn't as well about what's going to happen in the postseason. So a three-game series in Major League Baseball is pretty wild because anything can happen, right, as we all know in an individual baseball game. But to only need to win two out of three, if I'm the number one overall seed, man, I've got a lot to lose in this series against an eight seed that may barely have snuck their way in. Because even those eight seeds are likely, by the way, sorry to cut you off, but they're likely to have at least one good pitcher so, you know, you're talking about then only needing maybe one other win. You know, if you've got it one good starter, then they're going head-to-head in that game one, one would presume, and then one more win, right? I mean, anything can happen. Exactly, and we've talked before about the Reds, and they were a team that I was very high on entering the season. In fact, I picked up to win the National League Central. They've been disappointing so far this year. But they still have one of the best rotations in the game. They're two games back of the eighth seed. And uh, certainly I don't want to alarm our our Dodger fans around the country listening to this, but if the Reds make the playoffs, uh, they have in Trevor Bauer and Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray – Three very good starting pitchers. Now, their overall roster depth is not as good as the Dodgers, clearly. But in the three-game series, if, if those guys give you a good effort, they can throw pitches with Kershaw and, and Bueller and Dustin May. I mean, they're, they're that good. So it's, it really sets up a lot of intriguing dynamics. And to your point, Clay, we've seen it how often in, in the NBA or the NHL, especially in hockey where you see a lot of upsets, you have a team that's the eighth seed that may have been mediocre all year long but played well in the last eighth of their season to make it into the playoffs. They're a dangerous team. And I think for the top seeds, both potentially the Rays in the American League and the Dodgers in the NL, they're still going to be favored to win the first round. But this is no sure thing. And so I think we're about to see one of the more unpredictable postseasons in baseball history. There's no doubt. And we're down to, as you mentioned, wildly, now that we're into September, they're going to finish the season with what, like around 25 games on average remaining for each team, and they're going to finish the season. So let's just start there. 
finishing the season was very much in doubt early on when the Marlins tested positive and then you had the issues uh, with uh, with the Cardinals and there's been a you know sporadic testing positive going on elsewhere. When you look at uh, at the remaining 25-ish games of the season, how much of an issue is it going to be seeing how many games the Cardinals can get to? What's Major League Baseball going to say about the number of games you need to play and, uh, and how could that impact who makes the playoffs? Well, it's a great question, Clay, because I, I think that's something MLB is going to be working on. Now that we're clear of the trade deadline and, and into September, I think those are really the, the two questions for MLB in front of them. Number one, what do they set the minimum number of games at to be to, to be able to qualify for the playoffs? And then what does the format look like in terms of potential bubbles? And, and California, uh, Southern California specifically, as we mentioned, is one possible bubble site. And then Texas, with both Arlington and Houston being the sites that you could maybe even bust between if you had to, being the other one. And, and so I, I think you, you, you look at the way that things will play out and, and the logistics there. I think baseball will set that number around 55, maybe a little higher than that. And, and I really believe the Cardinals will, will, will be able to find a way to get there. I, I, think, they, I think they will find a way to, to have that, that number, uh, whether it's all the way to 60, maybe it's 58. But I, I think by and large, that, that team has, and MLB has done a very good job of scheduling as many doubleheaders as possible. The seven-inning doubleheader has been a really nice innovation for them, I think, to, to get that and get as many games in as possible. So but I think overall, uh, we're seeing the league adapt, and you're right. Early on, there, there was a lot of concern, but I think the players have done a, a really great job of, of adapting to the current circumstances. And, and yes, we have some postponements even today uh, between the Athletics and the Mariners related to some positive tests, or at least one positive test for Oakland over the weekend. And, and we have seen those 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 teams be able to adapt successfully and 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 minimize the impact of COVID-19 to each individual series. So. As we look forward, how good of a success, uh, presuming that Major League Baseball finishes the season? It's amazing to me how everybody, when the Marlins and when the Cardinals came out and they tested positive, they're like, oh my God, we got to shut down the season. And now it's like the media has just moved on, and now there seems to be a recognition, and I would imagine that you feel this as well, that now that you're almost two-thirds, right, by the end of this week, most teams will be two-thirds, which is crazy, of the way through their season. They're going to find a way to power through and finish. Are you confident that we will have a completed Major League Baseball season or as confident as you can be of anything in 2020 at this point in time? I am, Clay. I really am. And, and I think that that's, that's right in terms of the, the way the confidence has grown. I think even yesterday was a demonstration of that. It felt like a normal trade deadline because executives around the league, just the GMs, had reached the point in their own minds where they had seen enough positive developments around the league to know that, yeah, you can make a trade for a pitcher here who's going to be a free agent in the offseason and feel confident that you're going to be able to at least have that player on your team during the playoffs, that the playoffs will happen. And we know that certainly in different economic and game theory, everything else, that when you have uncertainty, it makes it difficult to make choices. But I think baseball has done a pretty good job of eliminating as much of that uncertainty as they can. And I think that we have also seen, Clay, that the first couple outbreaks, the Marlins and Cardinals, took a long time to resolve because just the overall contact tracing and isolating practices were not quite as advanced. But the last couple uh, have been much shorter in duration in terms of the, the number of days 
days that were missed by those teams. And I think that just speaks to adaptation and learning and the science developing and, okay, there's a positive test, here's what we do. And the last couple have been uh, several days as opposed to a couple weeks in terms of how long those teams were idled. So it, it's a matter of dealing with the science and adapting to it and understanding how to control the outbreaks, and, and baseball has done a pretty good job of it. And I think you're right that, that we'll, we'll probably see MLB get through these next few weeks here and then once you get to the postseason, we will see them likely go to the bubble, which we know now, based on, on we're sort of two for two in that respect in hockey and basketball, it works. And the MLS did the same thing. The NWSL women's soccer did the same thing. Bubbles seem to work quite well in, in this circumstance. So I think that based on that knowledge, what we've seen from the, from the postseasons there, uh, and what we've seen from the regular season in baseball, I'm, I'm very confident, in fact, that, that we're going to see the 2020 baseball season completed. All right, uh, last question for you, and we're talking to John Morosi. I'm going to be asking you this every week going forward so you can adjust on the fly. But right now, World Series is played between who? I think the Dodgers are the best team uh, in the NL, and they make it. I think this is finally the year to win it. In the American League, I, I've got to say the White Sox. They, they really have emerged for me as, as my, my new favorite team to watch. Their lineup depth has been just extraordinary. Tim Anderson coming back has really, really rejuvenated that lineup. So I think overall I'm going to go with White Sox and Dodgers with the Dodgers winning the World Series for the first time since 1988. Oh, man. A lot of Dodger fans getting nervous. Thank you, John Morosi. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Sounds great, Clay. Thanks so much. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. Sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. He is AM570 LA Sports. Petros, what's shaking this morning, my man? Well, not much, Clay. How are you? Uh, I'm doing uh, doing very well. I'm ready for uh, some college football action, given the fact that we had Austin P and Central Arkansas on Saturday, and uh, we've got games on Thursday, Saturday, Monday, so that's positive, and then the NFL on Thursday again. So for those of us who like football, things are starting to feel a little bit more like normal. Yeah, and for the teams that aren't playing, particularly in the Big Ten and even out west at the Pac-12 and Mountain West, there's a lot of frustration, I feel, even in the social media side where they usually don't express themselves completely, but there's a lot of player frustration. And I knew that it would exist. I knew that it existed when the announcements were made, but as football starts actually being played, I mean, look, football practice sucks. It absolutely sucks, and you dread it all day if you play in the box back when I used to when we practiced in full pads and there wasn't any limit on what you could do to your football team practice-wise. That all changed in the year 2001, 
after the death of Rashidi Wheeler at Northwestern and the death of Corey Stringer uh, with the Vikings, that really did get modified, the rules about camp and, and what they could do. But I just think if you had some draconian coach, if you could imagine right now, if Marty Schottenheimer's your coach <laughs> and you're sitting here in the Big Ten with no games to play and you're just – it's no fun to bludgeon each other in practice and then go into the locker room with those guys every day. I mean, it's football. It is what it, – it absolutely is. But it's a terrible grind. Even now, in half pads with all the rules and regulations, it's a grind for these young men because they think it's hard. They don't know – what it was like before they started making rules. For God's sakes, they, when my dad played at USC, they thought it was uh, made you soft if they gave you water breaks. For God's yeah, sake, right? <laughs> so, uh, so my point is, when you see these games, I mean, low-level football that we're not used to watching on TV, but hey, they got six or seven cameras. And it's in HD, and the players are excited, and it looks good, and they're telling the stories, and the two quarterbacks are getting after each other and barking on the sidelines. I mean, it was great. It was really, really entertaining. And I think if you're an Oregon State football player or something, and you're sitting there in Corvallis with nothing to do, and you're watching that, and then it's going to start, right? Like, you just started describing the schedule it's a trickle right now but just like basketball just like baseball just like the nfl i would imagine is gonna be hell i even wake up and watch f1 these days uh it becomes like drinking out of a fire hose no because it's gonna be a lot of sports and the players out here are going to be absolutely livid and completely and totally dejected and they need some kind of plan why do you think that the Big Ten opposition, and I think we've talked about this before, but now that they've released the numbers on, hey, 11 Big Ten school presidents and chancellors voted against the idea of playing, Iowa, Nebraska, and Ohio State's president said we still want to play. There, And you've kind of hinted at this, but there's zero opposition from players, coaches, uh, from fans, from anybody hardly in the Pac-12, why do you think the Big Ten has had such an organized resistance and the Pac-12 basically has said nothing? Well, first of all, you have the preeminent program in the country in the Big Ten, which is Ohio State. I highly doubt that in the Pete Carroll era at USC, this would be the case. I don't think you would see USC lying down. I think if USC had better leadership as the flagship out west, then they would have been able to lobby and push the Pac-12 around a little more 10 years ago to help get a better TV deal, to not make USC play on a Thursday night in Pullman, Washington, when you think they might be some kind of title contender. Stuff that the conferences do for Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, USC and the Pac-12 are just light years behind, especially now. So if the flagship program is happy or stuck in neutral, it's going to be kind of hard to rally 
anybody else, especially with the politics out west and how different. I mean, Clay, I live, it's the funniest thing, I come on your show every week, I live in the most locked down city in the country, Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting because it's hard to tell my kids or describe to people you know if you just go down to orange county which is a, a 25 minute drive from me uh it's dramatically different so uh it's it's really sad and usc's in this town uh so for guys that love college football it's kind of sad to see no fight in them so the big 10 they got a lot of opposition because Ohio State's in the Big Ten, for God's sakes. Michigan's in the Big Ten. Places where football is more than culture. It's identity. And, of course, Penn State, secondarily, Wisconsin, Iowa, uh, Nebraska, which is kind of an odd fit. But they're in there, and God knows they care about football in Lincoln. I, I took a trip there this last year. So I just think that you have people that care more about football even though the Big Ten can withstand the financial hit a lot more than the Pac-12 can, uh, it feels like it's on fire right now. And no one's saying anything out here about anybody. Yeah, to put this into context, uh, this was just shared with me by a bunch of you, and I retweeted it in Jackson, Mississippi this morning, now that it's September. And obviously for a lot of people, September means football season. You know, they have the messages above the interstate. And in Jackson, Mississippi, the message above the interstate this morning is be like the Big Ten, stay home and avoid gatherings. So in the SEC, they are just taking a shot on September 1st at the inter- on the interstate at the Big Ten, which is really very funny, but also sad if you're a Big Ten fan. You know, for me, and I don't sit here and preach about this stuff because I think it's right or wrong to play. It's not up to me. They're playing. They're playing in these other places, and out west and uh, in the Big Ten, really, uh, glaringly, they're going to have to sit and watch until they figure something out. And it's it's going to be, just like it has been, it's going to be a complete cluster F. Yeah, I mean, it it totally is. Now, in L.A., you were just talking about all of the uh, sports excess that is raining down. The Dodgers, as we come through, you know, 25 games left on the season. The Clippers and the Lakers look destined to meet in the Western Conference Finals, as has been anticipated for some time. What's the story aspect to you of let's pretend – that the Dodgers and the Lakers and the Clippers are all in the postseason at the same time, which seems likely to happen the way these things are potentially shaking out. What's the bigger story in L.A.? What do people care about the most? Well, if the Dodgers are back in the World Series, the the city is going to be very anticipatory because it's been since 1988, and the Dodgers' success activates a whole different section of the city. Now, we can't have people in the stadium, which is a really big part of Dodger baseball in L.A., as you know. So I don't really, but at least it will be in L.A. with the sights and sounds of the place and our organist, Dieter Rule, is his name. <laughs> Uh, but with the, you know, I kind of feel like the Lakers and Clippers thing is a little bit like the Rams in L.A. and then uh, the Chargers to a lesser degree, because uh, 
that's a whole different rigmarole, but it's kind of like, if you don't care about this, we're going to make you care as a media. You know, I, I don't, I kind of feel like we're forcing on people right now, the whole bubble thing, uh, to a certain degree. I, I, I could be, uh, telling you a different story when they do meet, when and if they do meet. Uh, but, and we're a sports show, so we react to anything Lakers, uh, all the time. But I don't feel like it, it has the same kind of, uh, legs, so to speak, as the Dodgers do in the postseason. If I had to guess, it's just, I kind of feel like we're pushing it on people. Whereas the Dodgers is kind of more of a natural thing happening in the city. Last question for you. Do you think that the league's shutting down last week, NBA, Major League Baseball, some teams, including the Dodgers, uh, NHL, MLS, is that a sign of things to come where athletes are just going to refuse to play if something upsets them outside of their game? Or do you think it was a one-off situation and the precedent has not been set for regular walkouts? Well, I, I think it goes to show you the the influence of pro athletes and how uh, pervasive media is uh, these days. I mean, we started seeing it when the guys were wearing pink in the NFL, right? Which, of course, was a promotion and had nothing... Uh, I mean, guys obviously care about cancer, but the only reason they were allowed to wear pink is because it's an advertisement. Same thing as the military with the NFL, which is a whole different conversation. But when you saw the guys wearing pink, suddenly a bunch of college kids are wearing pink, and now you see high school kids wearing pink. You know, So uh, if, if somebody does something now that is uh, political in nature or very much applauded in social media, uh, other athletes are going to want to follow suit. I mean, there were big athletic prospects that sat out their one high school game uh, to start the season or in the middle of the season uh, in response to uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and, and the Dodgers and every, everybody else uh, that sat out. And then it's back to business. I mean, I said it right when it was happening in the moment because we were on the air. Uh, I mean, you either sit out and really sit out or, or you play. I don't, you know, the whole one-game symbolic thing seemed kind of like a, a mutual masturbation social media event. But, hey, look, if if they feel good about it and your, your superiors or your uh, bosses let you do it and applaud you for doing it, this is America. You should... You know, have the right to protest or sit out or boycott anything. And if there's not any repercussions for it, as there often isn't, which is fine, then if you're if it's okay with your bosses, like if you, if I could just walk out of the radio show because something made me mad and uh, my boss was cool with it and that was the way it was, then I guess that's okay and I could come back to work the next day and then let it roll. Uh, it's okay, but I don't really know what it did or didn't do. Good stuff, as always. Petros Papadakis, we will talk to you next week, my man. I appreciate you getting up early. My pleasure, Clay. Good night. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, oh. 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.